The Brian McClanahan Show, episode 213. Are you ready to think locally and act locally? Welcome to The Brian McClanahan Show. Welcome back to The Brian McClanahan Show. Glad to have you back on the program. Very glad to be here. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Brian McClanahan. Like my Facebook page at Brian McClanahan. And of course, subscribe to my YouTube page where you can watch this podcast. If you are watching on YouTube, there you go. It's at Brian McClanahan. If you don't want to search for all those things on social media, just go to my webpage, brianmcclanahan.com. That's Brian with an O. At the top of the page, you'll find all my social media buttons. Also, while you're at brianmcclanahan.com, give me an email address and I'll give you a free ebook, Forgotten Founders, and a free audiobook read by yours truly. You can also help support the Brian McClanahan Show there by going to brianmcclanahan.com forward slash support. There's also a tab at the top of the page, take you right to it. You can throw a few pennies my way, help keep the lights on, help keep the podcasts going. Anything you do contribute is greatly appreciated. And you can also support the Brian McClanahan Show by going to mclanahanacademy.com, where it's always free to enroll. You want to do it, because I've got a new class coming up. I've already got five classes available there for purchase. Use the coupon code PODCAST for 10% off. But I have a new class coming out within the next few weeks on reconstruction. So you're going to want to get that. It's actually part two of the course that I have on the war. And it's going to be a fantastic course. I've already started putting it together. It will be available to you shortly. So if you enroll, those that enroll get the best deals when new classes come out. They are the lowest price. You get the lowest price that will ever be on new courses. I don't even drop it that low for Black Friday or any other sales. You get the lowest price at launch if you are enrolled in McClanahan Academy. So you want to do that and also, you can support The Brian McClanahan Show by going to redbubble.com. Get your Brian McClanahan Show logo on all kinds of stuff. T-shirts, cups, skins for your electronic devices, plates, stickers, all kinds of cool stuff. So go out to redbubble.com and pick all that stuff up. And you can also go to learntruehistory.com. Learntruehistory.com. That is my affiliate link for Tom Woods' Liberty Classroom where you can subscribe there. Great uh, website. A lot of bang for your buck. And you can help support the show that way by using my affiliate link, learntruehistory.com. All right. The topic for today is presidential rankings. Now, I know I've, look, I've done presidential rankings before, but we have a new list out, 2017. CNN did a rankings of the presidents, 2017. I'm sure at some point they'll do one for 2018. Uh, and I find this list to be absolutely hilarious. It is one of the funniest things I've ever read. Now, of course, I wrote a book, Nine Presidents Who Screwed Up America and Four Who Tried to Save Her, where I actually criticized 13 presidents and uh, say nice things about four. Um, but this particular uh, rankings is just one of the funniest things I've ever read. And so I want to get into it a little bit here, because if you go to CBS News, where they post an article about ranking the presidents and not to the, to the C-SPAN rankings themselves. I think you know, C-SPAN or CNN. Let me look here. Um, yeah, C-SPAN. C-SPAN rankings. Um, the, the commentary at the CBS News site on the ranking of the presidents is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Um, and it it is indicative of the climate in which we live. Now, I'm actually going to relate this back to something that happened just in the past few, a couple of weeks, the Michael Cohen uh, trial, show trial, essentially. That's what it was. Uh, Dirt-digging episode in the front of the House of Representatives um, and the Government Oversight Committee. 
uh, where you had the SJ idiots, the SJIs, not the social justice warriors or the social justice congressmen, but the social justice idiots asking all kinds of stupid questions. And you had one particular point, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to compare this with Abraham Lincoln in a second, so bear with me. You had one particular point where one of the members of the, of the committee brought forward a, uh, a friend of Donald Trump who happened to be black and said, look, uh, this is clear that Donald Trump is not a racist because he has he has black friends, um, and whatever you're saying is just not true. And uh, one of the SJIs chimed in and said, "Of course, you can be a racist and still uh, have black friends. You can be a racist and still do things. You can be a racist and all these." So this this became a, a back and forth, and then uh, Elijah Cummings got involved, and uh, it was just a. A, a sideshow of epic proportions. Stupid circus antics on the part of the SJI. And then uh, all this stuff. I mean, it, it's just, it's ridiculous. The whole Michael Cohen thing was just ridiculous to begin with. Uh, but essentially what he was saying is, you know, Trump's a racist, right? And so, of course, because of that, because Trump's a racist, and I, I'm, you would see Trump ranked very low by these same historians on any type of presidential ranking. Trump would be one of the lowest of the low. And now there would be other reasons why they would rank him low too because of ideological predisposition. But that that comes into play even when they say it doesn't. Now, the group that they select, I mean, it's a pretty diverse group. There are some pretty prominent historians there. Um, one is Kendrick Clements. Um, and and uh, I actually work with Kendrick Clements at South Carolina. He's a diplomatic historian and, and a, and a a fair-minded individual. He's a leftist, but he was at least a pro, fair-minded individual, and um, he was a good diplomatic historian, or is a good diplomatic historian. Uh, I, I can't say anything negative about his historical skill, um, and he was fair. Um, now, again, a leftist, so he's going to rank the presidents based on, I think, uh, an ideological predisposition. You can find that, and they try to throw a few bones in there. You've got uh, Burton Folsom there at Hillsdale College, for example, uh, some things like that. So you've got a, you've got a few quote unquote conservatives. You know, Gordon Wood is in the group. Uh, Thomas Fleming, who's now dead, was in the group uh, for 2017. So some interesting fellows. You also have people like Sean Valence, who's a, a outright Marxist, uh, and individuals like that. So uh, it's it's a pretty diverse group, but uh, generally they come down. They they just follow historical groupthink. So I want to go through this list, and I want to start listing off why they think some of these presidents are awful. And you're going to see a general trend and a general theme in this. And it's absolutely hilarious. So try not to laugh as I go through these things. So we'll start with the worst of the worst, James Buchanan. Buchanan received a very low rankings for crisis leadership. He couldn't seem to grasp the enormity of America's divisions over slavery, ignoring the strife and letting the issue fester in the years leading up to the Civil War. Well, what was he supposed to do is the question. So I asked that of my fellow historians. And the problem with this particular rankings is it's based entirely on presentism, how they view these people based on their own present uh, ideas on government, society, and ex the executive branch. What was James Buchanan supposed to do between 1857 and 1861? He, in his mind, was following the Constitution. Now, we can talk about uh, Buchanan... Uh, if you want to criticize him for the Dred Scott decision, because he was heavily invested in that and involved in that. And we can talk about the problems with Dred Scott. And in fact, 
uh, in the next podcast, I'm going to get into that a little bit uh, when I look at Abraham Lincoln's uh, Cooper Union address. But um, on this particular issue, uh, what was the Buchanan supposed to do? So in 1860, when South Carolina secedes, and then you have secession winter, Buchanan said, look, secession's illegal, but I cannot constitutionally do anything to stop it. That's what his attorney general said at that point. Now, I'm a little more uh, lenient on Buchanan. I know I have friends that still think Buchanan's one of the worst presidents in history because of the Dred Scott decision. Uh, but Buchanan had some pretty good vetoes. Uh, Buchanan said a lot of the right things, and Buchanan's decision to do nothing was actually the right thing to do in 60 and 61. Uh, what Lincoln did on the exact other end of the presidential rankings was catastrophic for the Union. What Buchanan did, Buchanan, I mean, look, the government wasn't destroyed. Now you can say, well, Lincoln saved the Union by going to war. Did he? Or did he recreate something entirely? That's the whole point of the Reconstruction class. Did he save the Union or did he recreate America in the process? Did he create a nation? Did he save the Union of the Founders or did he create a nation? And Buchanan was perfectly willing to say, look, let's compromise. He was, he was in favor of many of the compromise proposals that the Republican Party was rejecting outright. So who was really to blame here? Was it James Buchanan or was it the Republican Party and Abraham Lincoln? We know Lincoln was behind the scenes telling people not to compromise. So therein lies part of the problem. So that one is standard boilerplate stuff. The guy's awful and he's going to be at the bottom. Then you got Andrew Johnson. Historians gave Johnson very low ratings for butting heads with Congress. I mean, how stupid is that for butting heads with Congress? So on the one hand, they give people very high rankings for leadership, uh, for vision. But if you butt hands with Congress, well, then you're, you're dirt on their shoe. Well, Barack Obama butted heads with Congress. Of course, they ranked him low in that regard. But everything else was great. Everything, I mean, so working with Congress is supposed to be mark of a great president. Working with Congress. What happens if Congress is doing stupid things? Are you supposed to just let them do it? Of course, Andrew Johnson's veto messages were some of the best that have ever been written when it comes to a, a firm grasp of the powers of the general government. Now, we can fault Johnson for other things. Uh, but uh, that's one of the, Now, they didn't say it in here, but if you look at... They asked 10, 10 ranking areas, and um, one of them was, and we're going to get into it some of them, was equal justice, and Johnson gets very low rankings for that. So essentially, Johnson's a racist, so we got to bash him. we got to knock him down. He's a racist. Now, keep that in mind. Johnson's a racist. He has to be put at the bottom. Okay? So let's work with that. Racists go to the bottom. Good guys go to the top. All right? So let's keep going. Franklin Pierce. Pierce received low ratings when it came to pursuing equal justice for all Americans. What the heck does that even mean? What does pursuing equal justice for all Americans even mean? Uh, they say here he signed the law into the Kansas-Nebraska Act, which allowed re residents of new territories to decide on the legality of slavery for themselves. Um, that's a very simplistic way to look at what they were doing. And again, I'll get into that with the next podcast, the next episode with the Cooper Union speech. But um, that's this is idiotic. Uh, again, what was Franklin Pierce supposed to do? Uh Everyone at the time was a racist, and essentially that's what they're saying. Franklin Pierce is a racist. He was friends with Jefferson Davis. Oh, my goodness, Jefferson Davis. And he signed into law the Kansas-Nebraska Act. Uh, now, we can talk about whether popular sovereignty was a good political policy. I think we can say it 
it was a disaster. And, and people at the time said it was a disaster. Uh, but this is what the Congress passed. So he's working with Congress. So what do you want? You want a president that works with Congress, or you want a president that pursues a social, an ideological, social, and political agenda? This is where these historians are almost schizophrenic, and you look at the list, and it's just, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um, so, again, I rank Pierce as one of the best presidents in American history. Uh, Pierce um, was, uh, and of course, underrated, I think vastly underrated, for his understanding of the original Constitution. He's one of these do-nothing presidents, but again, doing nothing was the ex executive, was responsible thing to do for the executive branch. This is, he, he took an oath of office, and he adhered to that oath of office. Franklin Pierce wasn't bad. Uh, it's the way that we look at the presidency now that makes Franklin Pierce bad. Uh, keep going with these awful people. Uh, Warren Harding, scandals that plagued Harding's presidency, like the infamous Teapot Dome scandal in which he, his cronies profited from secret oil deals, keep him in the low rankings. Um, Harding, of course, when you look at the Harding administration, what he, how he did to handle the uh, Depression of 1920 and 21, and how he was the United States essentially was out of it because he advocated cutting spending and cutting taxes. And that response to an economic crisis was great. Um, in fact, if you look at their rankings, let's just see where they ranked Harding in terms of uh, handling an economic crisis. Uh, so Harding on their rankings in terms of uh, economic management is right near the bottom. Yet this is a guy that saved the United States from a massive depression. This is how little these historians, it's just, all right, let's see. Harding's always near the bottom, put him at the bottom. This is how little these people actually know about presidential politics. They're a bunch of nimrods. Barack Obama in that particular category is number eight. Number eight, Harding is 35. Barack Obama, the guy that we had basically zero economic growth for eight years. I mean, if you just want to say the president is responsible for that. For eight years, we had zero economic growth. The fact that the the uh, debt of the United States uh, exploded during the Obama administration. And yet, he's number eight in economic management. How stupid are these people that rank these presidents? I mean, that should be a rhetorical question. Um, now... John Tyler, historians fault Tyler over his weak pursuit of equal justice for all Americans. <laughs> uh, okay, we don't know anything about Tyler, so he's bad on equal justice. Uh, John Tyler, it doesn't matter what where you are. Uh, John Tyler, crisis leadership, he's near the bottom. He's number thirty-six. Uh, public persuasion, he's number he's number uh, thirty-nine. Moral authority, John Tyler, number thirty-seven. International uh, international relations. Let's see, where's John Tyler here? Oh, John Tyler, 28. Uh, they, they, they rank him a little higher because of Texas. Administrative skills, uh, 38. Uh, relations with the Congress, uh, 41 for John Tyler. Vision, setting an agenda, John Tyler, number 37. Performance within context of his times, John Tyler, 36. And pursued equal justice for all, John Tyler, 41. Uh, essentially, what I can say is about this is nobody knows anything about John Tyler. John Tyler should be near the top of, I mean, look, I say he's the best president in American history, but he should be near the top, not the bottom in all of these things. But this is, this is all subjective. It's all based on what you know about John Tyler, which clearly for these people is next to nothing. And um, 
what your views are on the presidency and what the president should do. John Tyler was the best president in American history in terms of adhering to his oath of office. And I've said this over and over again. You should read my book, Nine Presidents. You can get into that there. Uh, but John Tyler is a, is a, a great uh, president, uh, was a great president. Harrison. Harrison ranks higher than John Tyler. The guy died a month in, but yet he's better than John Tyler. And how are you judging him? Uh, so how do you judge a guy that didn't even, I mean, I think he shouldn't even be included in the list. I mean, we can say William Henry Harrison was the best because he didn't mess anything up. He was only there for 30 days. But yet, how do you rank a guy higher when he wasn't even, he didn't do anything? This is his absolute stupidity. So we'll, we do this, we go through this again with another president. Uh, Millard Fillmore. Historians fault Fillmore for signing the Fugitive Slave Act, which required the escaped slaves return their masters. Okay, that was perfectly constitutional. Um, what was he supposed to do? Veto that? I mean, the Congress passed it. What do you want the president to do? This is, again, stupid, stupid, stupid. It's how stupid these people are and how stupid these rankings are. Uh, Herbert Hoover. Hoover's economic management rating drags down his, his uh, ratings, drags down his ranking. Months after his election, the stock market crashed and he was spiraled into the Great Depression. I mean, I would agree with this, actually. Herbert Hoover was awful in terms of economics because he was the architect of the New Deal. Uh, Hoover wanted to push the government into intervening into the economy over and over again, which only prolonged the Depression. Even Franklin Roosevelt said the guy wants to tax and spend. We can't do that. Franklin Roosevelt said that. And of course, Roosevelt went on steroids then and did it anyways. So uh, therein lies one of the major issues with Herbert Hoover. In fact, I would put Hoover, you know, he is, he is a bad president uh, without question um, in terms of his uh, meddling in things that he shouldn't meddle in. Uh, Chester Arthur. Arthur gets low ratings for his failure to ensure equal justice for all. Um, <laughs> what does this even mean? This is so stupid. His administration enacted the first immigration law, which excluded Chinese people as well as paupers, criminals, and lunatics. Um, so I mean, we can talk about immigration, whether the general government had any real role or responsibility. And I've done this before on other episodes of the Brian McClanahan show. So not to, not to uh, you know, uh, beat a dead horse here. Um, but um, this is just a stupid way to rank the presidents. Uh, again, nobody knows anything about Arthur. Arthur gave us civil service reform. I mean, what's wrong with that? Uh, so this is an idea. Oh, we're, uh, we're not in favor of Donald Trump's immigration plan. Oop, Chester Arthur would have been, so we're going to rank him down to the bottom. I can guarantee you Donald Trump will be near the bottom. Uh, but what about civil service reform? What about trying to, uh, what about crisis management here when, when, Arthur, Arthur takes office, just had a president assassinated, and uh, he's trying to manage that crisis. That's a, that's a tremendous achievement. Um, so, look, Arthur had his problems, but he wasn't this bad. He wasn't 35 bad. Martin Van Buren. Van Buren received low rankings for his economic management. What? Van Buren? The man that inherited Andrew Jackson's mess? Um, his policies made things worse. How? Now, this guy's advocating independent treasury. He's looking for hard money. I mean, he's trying to manage an economic crisis created by his predecessor, who ranks very high, by the way. Uh, Martin Van Buren is one of the best presidents in American history. And again, stupid. These people don't know anything about Van Buren. Well, Van Buren's always ranked low. We're going to put Van Buren at the bottom. George W. Bush, I agree, Bush should actually be near the bottom of the rankings but he's ranked higher than some of these other excellent presidents. Um, so, ridiculous. 
Um, and of course, the international relations is this thing. Uh, Rutherford B. Hayes. Historians weren't impressed by Hayes' record on equal justice. <laughs> Here we go again. Equal justice. Old Hayes. That's because he comes into office at the end of Reconstruction, withdraws the troops, which he was going to do anyways. Um, in fact, he said that that was, I mean, even before you had the so-called Compromise of 1877, which really wasn't a compromise. It didn't exist. Uh, Hayes was going to pull the troops out of the house. Why? Because this is what the United States wanted overall. He's essentially doing what the American public wanted. He's following the Constitution. Home rule for the South was uh, what the people of the United States wanted. Okay, so what's Hayes supposed to do? Um, he's a man of his times. Uh, so basically you're saying the man's a racist. Um, and so you can't like him. It only works for certain people, though. I'll get into that. Zachary Taylor. Taylor, a former military hero, received low rankings for his failings in the pursuit of equal justice. <laughs> for the pursuit of equal justice. Um, now, this is the man that said that California is coming in as a free state. And when it came, this listen to this. When it came to the searing debate over slavery, he tried to skirt the issue by holding that states could decide on slavery laws on their own. So in other words, he was following the Constitution. This is the same exact thing Abraham Lincoln said. So we're going to rank him down at the bottom for saying the same thing Abraham Lincoln said. Hmm. In other words, the historian said, you know, I don't know anything. I don't know crap about Zachary Taylor. Let's stick him near the bottom. He's not one of the great guys. Nobody. He's not on any money. Put him at the bottom. 31 down there at the bottom. Just stick him down there. Plus, he died. Guy went to a July 4th celebration, got heat stroke, and died. Or maybe he had some type of dysentery or something from the night soil infiltrating the water in D.C. Who knows? But either way, he died. I mean, that makes him bad. He, he died. This is the, uh, the mindset of these genius historians. Benjamin Harrison. Harrison received low rankings for economic and crisis management skills. And for failing to pursue equal justice for all Americans. <laughs> so there it is again. Uh, hey, all these things. I mean, he's terrible. But yet, he, he's not bad enough to be down near the bottom. He can't get... So he's bad at all these things, but yet uh, he still ranks number 30. Um, you can't make up this kind of stupid in these, in these rankings. Uh, James Garfield. Garfield... A man that was assassinated 200 days into his presidency ranks higher than people that served out four years. He shouldn't even be ranked. International relations skills? He didn't even have time to do anything. 200 days? Wasn't even there for a year. Uh, Richard Nixon. Nixon, I agree. He's one of the nine presidents who screwed up America. He needs to be near the bottom. So we're just going to... I actually think this is too high. Number 28 for Richard Nixon. Uh, Calvin Coolidge, one of the best presidents, but he's rated poorly for crisis leadership and for failing to work for equal justice for all Americans. Calvin Coolidge. We'll just take that second part. Wait a second here. Um, the equal justice, they say, refused to use the country's economic boom to help struggling farmers and workers and other failing industries. So in other words, he didn't advocate government socialism. Uh, though he did actually advocate using government resources uh, to help out uh, flood victims in the Mississippi River Valley. He did do that. Um, so, you know, there's that. And those were African-Americans primarily. That doesn't matter. Because he failed to adhere, adhere to equal justice for all. I mean, this is uh, idiotic. 
idiotic. Again, uh, I don't know anything about Calvin Coolidge except he was Republican and he was for low taxes. So number 27, we'll just put him down there. Uh, the United States economy uh, was booming in that period of time. And where is his crisis leadership? I mean, what crisis are we talking about here? Uh, he did a very good job. People love Silent Cow uh, in his administration. It's why Herbert Hoover was elected in a landslide, because Silent Cow's administration was so good. So why is the guy so low? Uh, Jimmy Carter, number 26. Carter ranked very highly for pursuing equal justice, for, but low for his crisis leadership. Um, Carter is an interesting fellow, and I've written a lot about Carter recently. Um, I think Carter is given a bad rap for a lot of things. Uh, I don't think his policies were the best, but Carter was, and you look at Pat Cadell, who was Carter's, uh, one of his uh, politicos who helped Carter get elected. Pat Cadell also was advising Donald Trump, and their administrations are very similar in a lot of ways. Um, and I wrote about Pat Cadell uh, last week on the Abbeville Institute website. And so, um, and I, I mean, it's, it's, um, it was uh, an important essay to write uh, because Pat Cadell died. And, and the thing about Pat Cadell, um, he understood the, the, the cultural malaise. And that's not a term that, that Jimmy Carter used in the crisis of confidence speech, but there is a malaise in America. This is what Make America Great Again is all about. Jimmy Carter was saying Make America Great Again in 1977, 1976. Same thing. Uh, it's just worded differently. But it's the same exact agenda. Family, faith, community, pride, American pride. I mean, whatever the case may be, blue-collar work. That's what Pat Cadell was telling Donald Trump to do. Is also what he was telling Jimmy Carter to do. So I think Carter's unjustifiably ranked low. Gerald Ford should be ranked lower than Jimmy Carter, Ford's awful. Um, I mean, just a an empty suit in a lot of ways. I guess you could say that's a great thing, but um, you know, Ford uh, is he's he's so vanilla. He's he's nothing on everything. And there's really nothing to say about Ford. But again, here you have a guy that well, Gerald Ford, he's vanilla. Put him in the middle. Twenty five sounds good. That's about right. Twenty five, right in the middle. Uh, William Howard Taft, um, handling of international relations uh, very highly, but uh, he favored law over politics and went on to serve as Chief Justice of the United States. Uh, there's nothing to say about Taft. I think Taft was a progressive, uh, and Taft was not a—I mean, he wasn't a, a bad president in terms of having a strong agenda, which is a good thing. I think Taft is right about—this is about right for Taft, right about the middle uh, for William Howard Taft. Certainly a progressive— um, man of his times, though uh, I think that uh, in some ways, and of course Taft was a racist, but yet that's not brought up. Taft was a racist. He, he openly said it um, in speeches, uh, in his handling of his time in the Philippines, but yet he's not down near the bottom because we don't know anything about Taft. Grover Cleveland, uh, he's lowest for pursuit of equal justice. What the heck does this mean? And that was because he didn't sign legislation allowing for Congress to spend money on drought-stricken farmers. Um, so uh, now Grover Cleveland uh, did the right thing there. In fact, I would call Cleveland one of the best presidents in American history. Now, uh, Kevin Goodson would be happy with this because they ranked Cleveland once for two administrations. So he doesn't count Cleveland the way that everyone else does as two presidencies. It's just one presidency, just a split term split two two terms split in the middle 
so he would he would not count that as two different administrations. So Kevin Goodsman would like this ranking. Um, it's two different administrations. I just go with the traditional. It's it's two times. So either way, uh, Cleveland I think is ranked too low here. He should be up near the top. Grant, horrible president. Reconstru- I mean, we could just go down the line. There's actually a new book coming out on Grant by uh, Philip Lee. It's very critical of Grant. It's coming out through Shotwell Press. Um, I'd recommend getting it. I think it comes out next week. Uh, so be looking for that. And uh, Philip Lee does a nice job in bashing these sacred cows. And I think Grant has gotten a lot of interest recently among historians, positive interest. So uh, Lee tries to tear that down. John Quincy Adams, uh, highest for moral authority. Uh <laughs> Uh, what about what about uh, you know not working with Congress? Congress couldn't stand this guy. I mean, what about the corrupt bargain? What about all these things? I think John Quincy Adams. Now, I wrote a satirical piece one time saying that if we strip away everything, if we take away all the reasons why we can't like presidents, the only president we can like is John Quincy Adams. That's it. It's the only one we can. Uh, so I know a lot of people are high on John Quincy Adams. I'm not. I think John Quincy Adams was a was a bad president. Um, but regardless, because he was pushing an economic and uh, agenda, he was pushing a, a ideological agenda from the executive branch. Um, I just don't think he was very good. Now, on foreign policy, he wasn't he wasn't bad. Uh, but overall, Adams was not a very good president. Uh, George H.W. Bush near the bottom. He's one of the presidents screwed up America. I don't want to get into it because you can read my book and find out why. Um, John Adams again overrated at nineteen. Um, I think John Adams, uh, but I would take a John Adams administration, but gosh, the fact that he was, uh, his moral authority, uh, international relations. I mean, yeah, you could say, all right, he, he avoided war in that period of time, which is a good thing, but his moral authority, the alien and sedition acts, uh, essentially trying to stifle free elections. Give me a break. John Adams was terrible on these things. Uh, Andrew Jackson for his public persuasion abilities. So this is now a way to rank presidents. Can he make a good speech? Uh, can the guy go out there and make a good speech? Ridiculous. A ridiculous way to rank presidents. But, of course, Andrew Jackson uh, is now number 18 because of that. Uh, James Madison. Uh, Jackson, by the way, is one of the one of the presidents who screwed up America. In, screwed up America in my book. Uh, James Madison. Uh, James Madison was inconsistent as an executive. Uh, you know, signing the bonus bill. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, vetoing the bonus bill, but yet signing the Second Bank of the United States into existence. I mean, how ridiculous. Um, he was right on the bonus bill, but then signing the bank and saying, well, custom and president said we got to have the bank. I mean, ridiculous. Um, you know, the, the fact that we went to war with Great Britain in 1812, I mean, look, there was plenty of justification for it, but the way he mishandled the entire situation, um, it just, he, he's not as good as people think. Wayne McKinley, uh, public persuasion abilities. That's cool. How we're going to rank a president. Uh, William McKinley uh, dragged the United States into the Spanish-American War, which gave us the American Empire. He should be much lower than he is. Uh, Bill Clinton, again, one of the presidents who screwed up America, shouldn't even be sniffing number 15, but that's where he is in this ranking. James K. Polk. Uh, Polk is an interesting fellow. I, I think that um, and I used to... When I was a younger, when I was an undergraduate, I actually liked James K. Polk uh, because I bought into this idea of Polk's leadership, uh, going out west and acquiring all this Mexican territory and getting California and all this stuff. But uh, then I started looking at the Constitution differently and how and the executive branch and not just that, the powers of the presidency. And I thought, gosh, 
Uh, there's something to this thing that Polk is a pretty bad president, Mr. Polk's war. And I think so this 14 is actually too high for Polk. Monroe, I actually agree. Monroe is a darn good president. I think 13 is a little too low, in fact, for James Monroe. If I had to expand out that list of good presidents, Monroe would be in the top 10 without question. But here he is at number 13. Uh, Barack Obama should be right near the bottom, but he's number 12. I mean, how ridiculous is this? This is all based on um, uh, ideological predisposition. Obama uh, made things worse in America in so many other ways, in so many ways, uh, that uh, he shouldn't even sniff the top 10, which he's just outside of that. He should be sniffing the bottom five uh, in reality. Uh, Woodrow Wilson, no way he's number 11. Again, the bottom five. Wilson is uh, his he's rated highly for his vision and ability to set an agenda. That's a horrible thing for a president. We don't want agenda-driven presidents. There's no nothing in the Constitution that says the president has that kind of authority or responsibility. Uh, Lyndon Johnson, here's an oh, okay, so Wilson and Johnson, good examples. Both these men were virulent racists, yet they're at the top. And you've got guys that were also racist, but at the bottom. Johnson, I mean, you look at what he said. He's racist language all the time, yet he's number 10 because he pursued equal justice for all Americans. So it doesn't matter what you believe. It just matters what you do. Well, under that standard, Donald Trump should be near the top because even if he does say racist things, which there's no evidence that he does, but what he's done for the African-American community or the, or the Mexican-American, I mean, jobs, uh, he has, he's appointed people in positions who are minorities, what he's done for all these things, so you judge him by what he does, not what he says, then if we judge him by what he says, and Lyndon Johnson should be near the bottom, same thing with Woodrow Wilson. But that's not what we do. We don't judge him by what they do we, if we don't like them. We judge him by what they say. And this is how idiotic modern politics have gotten. Ronald Reagan, way overrated, should not be in the top 10. Uh, in fact, when I did my uh, 10 best and 10 worst presidents, which you can get at freehistorycourse.com, one of my future McClanahan Academy classes is going to cover all the presidents. So uh, that's going to be one I'm going to do uh, probably next year, uh, but it is coming up in the next year or so. Um, but Ronald Reagan does not sniff. I'm going to do my own rankings, and I'm going to cover every administration. It'll be a hefty course. Um, but Ronald Reagan doesn't sniff the top 10. Uh, in my rankings. Way overrated. Brought the neoconservatives to power, which is awful. Uh, John F. Kennedy shouldn't even be in the top, not not top 10. He's nowhere near top 10 uh, material. Um, again, should be somewhere maybe middle of the road at the best, but near the bottom, um, uh, more than likely. Uh, Jefferson, I actually agree, was one of the best. Uh, Jefferson should be in the top 10. His second term was pretty bad, but I get into this in Nine Presidents Who Screwed Up America. So if you want to see my position on Thomas Jefferson, get that book right now. If you're listening to this podcast in the week that it's recorded uh, here in uh, March of 2019, the book is 99 cents on Kindle if you want to get the Kindle. So 99 cents. Go out there and pick up the book. Great, great deal. Uh, Harry Truman should be near the bottom. Truman is one of the worst presidents in American history, one of the nine presidents who screwed up America. He was awful on many things. But, of course, crisis leadership is his big thing. Um, no. <laughs> no. Uh, Truman was awful when it came to crisis leadership. Terrible. Uh, dropping the atomic bombs, uh, particularly the second one, was unnecessary. But yet, that's crisis leadership. Dwight Eisenhower. Now, number five. Uh, Eisenhower, um, increasingly favorable views of his crisis leadership. Um, Eisenhower is an interesting fellow. And one, when you look at you know the civil rights movement, which I get into in the Reconstruction course, and you look at his handling of the Cold War and other things, uh, you could say that, well, I mean, Eisenhower did these things well. Um, 
Maybe not. I mean, Eisenhower was a driving factor in getting the United States into Vietnam, for example, um, a driving force in that. Eisenhower was uh, was not very good on domestic policy, signing into law the bill that created the interstate system. There's all kinds of things where Eisenhower was not following the Constitution, so he shouldn't be this high. Uh, but because of the way we rank the presidents, he's, he's high. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt, again, one of the presidents who screwed up America, shouldn't anywhere shouldn't sniff the top five, but he does in this one because of public persuasion. Uh, so he can speak well. He can speak well, so we're going to rank him highly. Stupid. Uh, Franklin Roosevelt, again, near the bottom, should be near the bottom, one of the worst in America, uh, American history. Just awful when it comes to his abuse of power as president, uh, but that's not how we're doing it. George Washington, I would say, is right. He should be in the top ten. I mean, Washington was good. He did make some bad decisions. Uh, one of which was listening to Alexander Hamilton far too much. Um, and, I, and I'm very critical of him in Nine Presidents Who Screwed Up America. Um, so Washington actually makes the list of, uh, of bad presidents. Uh, but regardless, um, I think it's important to understand Washington uh, in, in looking at the way he had to fill out the executive branch. You can't uh, necessarily criticize him for that. And of course, then number one is Abraham Lincoln. Here's a guy that was a racist. Openly so, but because he signed the Emancipation Proclamation, great. And his skills for crisis management. I mean, he started the war. That's not good crisis leadership, crisis management or leadership skills. Lincoln should be at the bottom, not the top. But again, this this is done because, oh, Lincoln's a great president. This is We're going to rank him highly. He's a great president. Abraham Lincoln, best president in American history, we always think. Uh, so I've quickly gone through these presidents, uh, and the rankings, of course, are absolutely idiotic. Absolutely idiotic, but it, it doesn't matter uh, because, again, these historians, oh, I don't know anything about this guy, just put him at the bottom. Oh, this guy is groupthink, he's at the bottom, put him at the bottom. Oh, this guy's great. He's great. Put him at the top. It doesn't matter if they're being inconsistent or not. Uh, the rankings are very inconsistent because of the way they do it. There should be one way to rank the presidents, and that did they uphold, that's if they upheld their oath of office, which Lincoln did not. Harry Truman did not, Franklin Roosevelt did not, Woodrow Wilson did not, Barack Obama, George H.W. Bush, George W. Bush, Andrew Jackson. I mean, down the list, uh, you know, all these people uh, did not. Lyndon Johnson, Richard Nixon, horrible, horrible presidents. But yet, because of all these other categories, which aren't in the Constitution, persuasion abilities, equal justice for all. What does this even mean? Isn't I mean, that's just a ridiculous statement. All of these things, we're going to put them uh, in a different way. So. I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode of the Brian McClanahan Show. I am pro- I will do a course on all these presidents in, in the in the next year. You're going to want to get that one. Hefty, hefty course. Uh, but um, it'll be a lot of fun when I finally do it. Uh, and so be on the lookout for that. But also get that McClanahan Academy and roll in there because I've got the new class coming out. It'll be out in just a few weeks. Uh, you're going to want to pick that one up too. I'll see you next time on the Brian McClanahan Show.